0: What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another edition of Lockdown on Badgers. We're going to talk about uh, Barry Alvarez always said you need five great players. Do the Badgers have five great players this year on the football team? And if so, who are they? Plus a huge recruiting weekend. Who's the biggest target? We're going to talk about that and more on today's Locked on Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you're listening on the live show, welcome. Join us in the chat. If you're just on YouTube, uh, awesome. If you're checking out on the podcast, it's incredible as well. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Uh, and let's just get right into it because we got three people on the show today and we got a bunch of ground we want to uh, cover. So as per usual, thank you for tuning in, and uh, let's talk Badgers. We got Rajiv, we got Justin, um, and guys, let's just get right into it. First of all, Rajiv, um, you are wearing a jersey that we – I don't even know if most Badger fans will recognize that. I'm going to give you the floor for just a few quick seconds here. (laughs) Vegas Golden Knights, our hockey team here in Vegas,
1: only in its sixth year of existence. We've just made our second Second Stanley Stanley Cup Cup final. final. Um, So it's going to be fantastic. We're going to play the Florida Panthers starting on Saturday. I'm going to hopefully be going – uh, to a couple of the stanley cup final games can't wait go knights
0: that's awesome and that is all the hockey talk there will be on this show <laughs> <laughs> all right let's jump right into it so um no super excited for you my friend as always i always cheer along with my friends teams and hope that they will because well, i want my friends to be happy quite frankly so i'm happy for you man <laughs> Thank um, you. we've talked a ton about the june 2nd recruiting visit weekend coming up a huge weekend ton of players we, we've started talking about some of the players we've started previewing some of the players we've had brian smith on and talk about it I wanted to get the group together, and if you're in the chat, let me know as well. Who do you think is the biggest priority uh, this weekend? Who would you like the Badgers to land the most? Um, Rajiv, I'm going to kick it over to you because you're riding high off, off going to the Stanley Cup here. Let's kick it over to you. Who is, in your opinion, the biggest priority this weekend for the Badgers?
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of options out there. I think the more probably the more common person to pick, Darren Dupree. I mean, certainly he's up there because we need that running back depth. But I'm going to go – with Dominic Nichols, the edge rusher, 6'5", 245. I've watched this guy's film, and boy, does he have a motor. I mean, a lot of the film that you see on Huddle and things like that, he's not hes not going up against tough offensive linemen, so you can't really get a sense of his moves on, on the edge, but he has a motor. He's very, very quick. He's very big. Also, he's going to be able to block a lot of balls, You know, getting his hands up. 6'5", is a fantastic measurable for an edge rusher. I really like him. He's a four-star guy. He'd be a good get for us. Um, that's, that's the person that I'm sort of focusing on because we have talked pretty in depth about our issues at D line and where we are with that. Um, and this is a guy that his, he can make that difference. He's kind of got that difference making ability really like his speed and he has a motor. He doesn't give up on any plays. Um, a lot of his film shows that. I'm not really sure what his skills are as far as getting off the ball and and against the tough offensive lineman, his moves. Um, Most of his stuff is just kind of bull rushing um, and speed on the outside, but he's the guy I'm most excited about. I would love to pull him.
0: Can we really quickly, just before we go to you mentioned, that is a major position of need as well. The the defensive line is a huge position of need for this team, not just this cycle, but when you look at the roster itself. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I was going to say there's three different guys that I look at that are are guys that are – fitting the criteria of what I deem to be outside of Wisconsin's normal recruiting pedigree. They're Nichols, Miles Lockhart, and Amarian Stewart. Those three guys have a chance to be players that are so far out of what Wisconsin normally is capable of pulling in that it is any one of them would be a huge, huge pickup. Um, there are certainly guys that you can look at that are possibilities that that we probably would be a great pickup like Kevin Haywood, because the offensive line recruiting has been problematic this, this so far, this, this cycle, but I think there's time left for that. Like there's so many offensive linemen out there. We don't even really know what the board looks like at this point. Haywood would be a great pickup, but I think there's time there for that position yet. Um, Nichols, the, the, the top defensive guys tend to disappear quickly. And that is something that Wisconsin has to get one or two of those guys in this class, because quite honestly, you're looking at a couple of years out on them. If the guy's going to be an absolute beast, it's probably going to be at least a year before he's going to be a, a really disruptive, you know, capable of doing a lot of things. There's not a, a lot of Bosa's out there that come in as a true freshman and just make plays all over the field right away. So they're going to need a little time and, and, we'd rather have somebody that's ready-made to be a stud than somebody that we have to kind of project a lot more and take a couple of years to get there.
0: Yeah. And a couple of comments here. Corey B mentions Haywood uh, Heywood as a dark horse priority. Um, Obviously the B offensive tackle, four-star guy, Corey, thanks for the comment. Uh, a bunch of other here uh, for me, it's a Marion Stewart. That's the one that jumps out to me. Um, Certainly no bad answers here, right? Everybody that has been mentioned would be an incredible get for the Badgers. We'd be excited for it. I just want to see, the Badgers prove that they can land a big time receiver with legitimate mm-hmm. offers. Cause we have to be able to do that going forward. Right. Yeah. And this is a kid from Chicago. So it's a, it's a relatively local player that we were in on early and now the offer list is blown up, right? Georgia, Penn state, Tennessee, Michigan. Can we land him? And to me, I'm Marion Stewart, not so much because you need a receiver right now, but you're going to need to continue to stockpile for Longo's yeah. system. Can we do that? Can we prove to do that? So, for me, Stewart is a guy. Uh, Mikey Deschler agrees with that. I'm Marion Stewart. Also, um, another one on Stewart here was Logan Couch says Stewart. But there's there's a lot of great answers in the chat here. Um, so Stewart to me is my guy. I had a quick backup guy it was Anelé La, Lafeel. I, I mispronounced. I I do the name differently every time. Anelé yeah. Lafeella. I don't know. But two two quick reasons with him. The first one is. This is a prospect, a defensive end slash outside linebacker out of East St. Louis High School, Hawaii, uh, pipeline school, big-time program. So I'd love to stay in that program, Mm -hmm. continue having um, interest there. But the thing that really intrigues me with him outside of the athleticism and the quickness in space, he was a guy that Bobby April loved, Jim Mm -hmm. Leonard loved, Mike Tressel loved, and Luke Fickle loved, right? It's a clean sweep with guys we all super respect. Yeah. So when you tell me that both defensive staffs love this guy – that makes me want him even more. So that's my kind of backup to Marion Stewart. See, I am not as worried about him simply because we got Halberger already in the uh,
2: Burger already in the uh, in the hopper, and he's a free show of an athlete. Like he's from a from a actual physical tool standpoint, I can't think of a guy that we've had at that position since probably T.J. Watt that has his type of measurables. So you're looking at that type of skill set. We don't normally get a guy that's six four at that spot that has the length and is capable of, you know, still having the speed and and probably adding a lot of good weight to get to 240,
1: 245,
2: and mm-hmm. still be a, a serious athlete out there.
1: So let me ask you this, guys like, okay, so we've talked about who we like and who we want. Who do we think we're actually gonna get? Is there someone like if you had to say right now? we're going to get one of these sort of big sort of four-star guys. Who who are we most likely to bring in based on positional need and things like that? Where are you guys Where are you guys at with this?
2: Uh, for me, at least, right off the bat, I'd say Dupree. That's, That's where I was We've talking. heard good things going on there. Um, I would I, say, was it Dylan Jones or is it Dylan Johnson, the kid from out east? Is it Jones? I, is it Jones or Johnson? I can't uh, I got the list up here. Hold on. Uh we trying to remember which weekend he's coming in. He's not coming in this week. I mean, he's
0: coming in this weekend. He's not a June 2nd guy, I don't think. Yeah.
2: No, he's uh 16th. He is, it's Jones and it's so, the 16th, yeah. Jones. So he is so one of the, they have to hit on one of those two guys. They have to hit on one, one of them. I don't know how deep we are in it with Jones. So looking at it, Dupree, we've heard a lot of good things. We've heard some some tea leaves leading in the Wisconsin direction. It would be a big get. We don't we haven't had a back with his type of elusiveness since probably James White. So it's been a bit since we've had a guy that's capable of of being shifty and kind of moving around behind the line.
0: Well, I also think that if you just connect dots, part of the reason that they were okay letting some of the in-state kids go, not just on the offensive line, but also the running back position is I think they felt really good about Dupree from the jump. So him coming back for this official, they're going to sell that hard. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Dupree jumps on board. So that's, that's where I went. Right. Is, right. Like part of the reason I'm, I'm in on I'm Marion Stewart as my biggest priority is I think we're likely to get to pre. I think we're likely mm-hmm. to find offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I think you have to start landing some of the battles you don't expect to win. And that's an I'm Marion Stewart, right? That's how you get the top 20 classes at Wisconsin. So Yeah. Dupree to me feels like a guy who's going to eventually going to be in this class. In my opinion,
1: I agree. And, and, and he's a guy, he's got a good offer list too with Michigan and and Boston college. But the, uh, my, my concern is, you know, we, we need to, we obviously have to keep recruiting this position because we, this is like something that we've had for a long time. We've got a long history with it. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that with the Longo system and how that's projecting forward, are we going to start valuing, running backs a little less in our system. Are we really going to keep, I mean, first of all, we don't really know how the run's going to look this year. We know what's going to happen with Braylon out. He's going to be awesome, but you know, what does our style change enough that now we're not putting as much emphasis on top, top running backs, right? So that's going to be interesting to see how that, how it happens over the next couple of years, which is why I think Dupree is
2: a really big get and someone we need to, we need to bring in. Yeah, I think the running game is going to change a little bit. I think it's going to be a lot more slashing, knifing-type running backs, and that's exactly what they had at North Carolina, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Those guys yeah. are are huge problems in space. And let's be honest, finding another Taylor is borderline impossible, so you you take the guys that that have a skill set that you know plays up, especially with the amount of space that gets created
0: yeah and Bo Dragon put it here uh it's easy to find a running back if your offense is scoring points I don't want to say it's easy but I think it's easier to find a running back in the type of system that Phil Longo is going to have that's going to be explosive and dynamic in space and to that point Dupree Justin you hit on this he has elite contact balance he runs through arm tackles he's he's incredibly quick he's fast Mm -hmm. explosive uh he would be dynamic in any offense right and that's Sometimes people look at a guy like Dupree, and they're like, ah, oh, kind of a scat back. They try to kind of pigeonhole him third down. He, he would be great in any offense, and mm-hmm. he would be an incredible get for yeah. any offense. So the,
2: the only knock you can really have on him is he's not a guy who's going to add a serious amount of weight. He's probably going to be top out at like 210, which is not a problem. And a lot of offenses, that's all they have for running backs are guys that are 210. Wisconsin is one of the few offenses that likes to drag in guys that are 220 plus. There are not a lot of teams that carry a back that's that heavy. And they're not typically a guys that can run if they are.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break there. We've kind of, again, this weekend is going to, this upcoming weekend is going to be absolutely enormous for the Badgers in continuing this recruiting cycle. Uh, we're going to take a quick break there. Then we're going to come back and talk about, do the Badgers have five great players on the football team? Barry Alvarez always, always said you need five great players. We're going to talk about who we think those players might be this year on the Wisconsin Badgers. But first a quick break for our friends of the show over at Bill Bar. I've talked about it a lot. Built Bar is my number one source for when I I, I got to get a little healthier. And listen, the winter and the spring haven't been the kindest to me. I got to get a little more in shape, look a little bit more like Justin, get a little bit, hit, to, hit the gym, right? Get some protein, you know, 16 to 20 grams of protein in your Built Bar, only 190 to 200 calories and in incredible flavors. I, I've said it before. I like the churro, but I also like the s'mores. I like the puffs. Their birthday cake is ridiculous. My kid, uh, my oldest, ate like six of them. Like ridiculous. He just rated it. So Built Bar, America's number one protein bar. Get a lot of protein, 100% real chocolate, great flavors, not a lot of calories, not a lot of extra sugar, not a lot of nonsense, plus incredible taste. Plus, now you don't have to go online to get those Built Bars. You can go to Walmart, get your four-bar box in the pharmacy aisle, or Sam's Club with your 13-bar variety box. Built Bar, the greatest protein bars on the planet. You will thank me later uh i do want to take a quick second i've already said it once but in case uh people didn't get the message happy memorial day to absolutely everybody um i hope everyone had a happy and healthy memorial day and i want to thank everybody so much for tuning into the show wherever you're getting it thank you thank you thank you uh rajiv justin let's let's get back into this um barry Alvarez always said and listen it, this is not like an exact thing but you need five great players so I thought it'd be fun if we talked about, do we think this Badgers team actually has five great players? And however you want to slice that, Rajiv and I were talking before the show, Justin, uh, you missed this part, but you know, do you consider a great player someone drafted strapped in the first three rounds or someone who was just great in college? That's kind of for you to parse. Um, Justin, I'll kick it to you first. Sure. Do you think the Badgers have in your definition, five great players on this year's team? Well,
2: game? my, my idea of great players are players that can be difference makers in a given game. And I, I don't know. There, there, are a lot of guys that have potential to be a a one of those five guys. I don't know how many that we would legitimately say are that right now. Uh, I think that you look at it and say Braylon Allen probably is. Um, God, outside of him, I don't know if there's anyone that I can look at and say automatic. I think you can maybe say that with with Green because I think that the, that he's capable. Of, he's had some games where he was a a guy who had huge games at Oklahoma State. So there, you at least know the talent levels there. Um, Mordecai has done it at a lower level. We'll, we'll need to see it. And he, to be quite fair, people really bang on his, his stats against good teams. His game against TCU wasn't terrible. Like, was it perfect? No, it wasn't. But most guys that play against a really good football team don't have, you know, superstar days normally. If they do, it's like the type of stuff that you talk about. 10 years down the road, you know, I remember that game watching him just carve up this team. So I would say right now we don't, we can't really
1: say for sure that we have five great players. However, I would tell you that at the end of this season, that will change because I expect to see a lot of these names kind of pop up. But for for starters right now, I two Badgers
0: winning a national title? (laughs) Absolutely. Going on Final Four runs? Why not? It's believe with Rajiv on today's locked on Badgers. It felt like a good time to drop that. That's right.
1: Yeah. You just got to believe. So, two players right now on the roster for me Braylon Allen and Alexander Smith. Those are the two players that are there already. Um, actually, not three. I'm going to go Moma Jong Meta. And I know that a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to have a huge year. You've, you've heard me say that on this show for months. Um, and then the players that can kind of step up, I think more. Look, Mordecai, it, with, with the numbers that he put up at SMU—seventy-two touchdowns, over seven thousand yards—that's that's that's sort of like elite, great status for mm-hmm. what we're looking at. As far as again, like you said, yeah. how you define great. Um, so I'm going to put him up there as someone who I expect to be there by the end of the year. Um, Bryson Green is a good call. I had I didn't I didn't write him down, just, I think I like that. That's that's a nice. Um, and I think I expect C.J. Williams to be that player. Yeah. He's, no, he's not there yet. But what we've seen out of him in the spring, his talent that he's bringing in, I feel like that's that's really up there. Um, and then I'm going to put um, Jack Nelson on there as well as a potential, like, should move up. He's our best offensive lineman, in my opinion. So, But right now, it's Braylon Allen, it's Alexander Smith, it's John meta. Those are the three where I would say those guys are great. I expect that list to grow very quickly as the season goes on. Yeah, I think – Oh, go ahead, Ryan.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say I've got two on my list. Um, And uh, we got a clean sleep with Braylon Allen. I think that's an obvious one. I think he's going to have a monster year. Uh, Alexander Smith I have on my list of, of great players. You know, maybe more of a college great player than an NFL great player, but I think he showed his worth and his value, and that's all I have feel, feeling comfortable with right now. In my could pop up list, I have Jack Nelson, who I think has elite measurables. He just needs to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. I have Hunter Woller, who if he could just get healthy for a year, I yeah. think he's going to be a star on the back end.
2: I, I think he's going to be crazy this year. He's going he go to go nuts.
0: Be healthy, right? And then I have Tanner Mordecai is an interesting one to me because I feel like in just our uh, You and I were talking about this before the show. I think the Mordecai hype has maybe gone a little too far. And I'm not a pessimistic guy. I've started to get this rep on this show as a pessimistic guy. I'm like the most optimistic guy in life ever. I'm the guy who, if your car breaks down, I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. Maybe we'll meet a mechanic and I'll make a new friend. Like you can't, you can't mm-hmm. claim to be as optimistic as me, though. You can't yeah, say I'm, that. I get called. <laughs> so I had someone come up and tell me, bro, you're you're like toxic optimist here. Like it's it's too much. So I'm a super optimistic guy. That being said. There's a reason I've said this before. There's a reason Tatter Mordecai didn't go to the draft. He has accuracy issues and decision-making issues. Like those are real things on the scouting report. So I think he could make the jump into greats. I'm not there ready to put him there yet. And then my last one that I'm going to put in my honorable mentions, and this is one I'm coming around on because uh, I've talked to, to people Rajiv as one of them, whose opinions I really trust. I haven't been as high on Muma's game, but enough people have started to tell me you need to look again. And I'm definitely willing to reconsider that. So He's another one that's on my honorable mentions list.
2: Yeah, I I'm looking at the, the guys who I would say have potential to, to cross into that group, I would say at the wide receiver group, it's probably Green. I think C.J. Williams is another one. I think Pauling could be one of those guys by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at the, the defensive side, Alex Smith, he's definitely there already. Um, I think Latu and Woller are both capable of being huge playmakers on the back end. And I think we would also look at potentially even a guy like Blaylock, who has the measurables back there. Mm. We'll see what he's actually capable of, if he can stay healthy and if he's actually going to do some things. But he's definitely experienced. Um, And then you have, I would say... Namji Mata is probably one of them. Mordecai. See, I'm I'm with you right there, and I understand what you're saying, right? I'm not, I'm not expecting people that are talking about him to be a, a Heisman level type guy, that I don't no. expect that. I expect him to be. Here's what I would say I expect him to be 15% over what a good year is for a Wisconsin quarterback, maybe 20%, which That's is a good bar. year. Yeah, it is, but that if you look at that, say if we have a quarterback like Stave's best year was 20 and 13, 21 and 13, right? He had Twenty-one touchdown passes, thirteen picks. I think if he ends up having twenty percent over that, you have another four or five touchdowns. If he's mid mid twenties for touchdown passes and hopefully keeps it under ten picks, that's a good season. Like, I'll take that all day. I'm gonna not... I'm... Oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up a comment here that I think is interesting. It's a nice discussion point. Mitch Ames says you really think three guys are better than Chim. Speaking of Chim DK, it's interesting because we we have mentioned CJ Williams, we mentioned Bryson Green, we mentioned Will Pauling, and is an interesting really quick
0: there, Rajiv, because we do have to take a quick break. Let's take this question coming out, and Rajiv, yeah. you lead it off. I think this is a great question for Mitch, asking if we really think three guys are better than Jim. But we have to take a very quick break for our friends of the show. We're going to come back with this question, plus your list on the five players, if we have them, that you think are great players on this Badgers team. We're going to come back off the break with that. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. And a quick, once again, uh, just thank you for everybody tuning in, listening, and allowing us to be a small part of your day. Um, all right, let's get back into it again. We're not going to waste any time here. Rajiv, Justin, let's get that comment back up here from I don't have it. I go. have it. I have it, yeah. Oh,
1: there we go. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, Mitch Ames says you really think three guys are better than Chim. It's interesting that the three guys that are new to the program are the three people that we mentioned. Now, we have seen them do well in the spring game. We've seen them in practice. We've read a lot about them. And yet no one mentioned Ray DK. No one mentioned Skylar yeah. Bell, which, of course, you know how I feel about Skylar Bell. I mean – are, are are we are we kind of sliding Chimray a little bit? I, I think I don't think so, and I, I I don't I don't put him in that that level because I think he was the best player on our team last year. He was the best player on our receiver group, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when we're defining greatness and looking at players who we think can make it to the next level, that I really feel like he's there. So I am going to say that three players are better than him, but I, look, I expect a good year out of him, and I think he's a huge part of our team. But given the people that have come into this program, there is a different level when you watch. I mean, we saw we always we saw Pauling live and he looked great. Obviously, C.J. Williams has so much talent and green. We haven't seen live, but he's proven it elsewhere. So it's really interesting to to, I feel bad, like saying that Ray isn't isn't on this list. And he's been such a good service service guy for us. Unbelievable player. But times are changing, guys. Right
2: there's definitely a different i'm projecting a lot on physical tools and when i look at chimerie dk there's nothing that truly stands out in terms of his skill set that i look at and say that right there is an elite skill he's he's a solid route runner he's got a, a you know nice frame he's not a burner he's not a guy who's elite quickness he's pretty much just polished so there's not something I look at and go, This this is going to carry him to having big games consistently. When I look at guys like CJ Williams and Bryson Green, they have like CJ Williams' ability to go up and attack the football and make you know 50-50 plays and ability to be strong out there and have some elusiveness. He's a guy who I think has that. Bryson Green has strength and great route running. And then you have Pauling who's just very sudden he's a guy who's got some elite speed and that is something that you can kind of you know look at and say these are things in a game where where when it comes down to scheme and they make the right play does this guy have a physical talent that he can use to even break the play even if they have it covered
0: so I'm going to say you guys are selling Chim a little short. I, I, you notice I didn't have any of these other receivers that you guys had on my top five. I didn't have Bryson Green or Will Pauling or CJ. Williams. We
2: didn't say it's a lock that they're
0: they're no, going to be. There. I'm just saying, I'm so just the saying potentials I think, there. I do. Think you Chim you also, also didn't cool. put Chim in your honorable mentions. I also last, didn't do right? that. Yeah, so, yeah. But none of the other receivers either. I actually think the receivers are going to kind of cannibalize themselves, and it's going to be hard for them to emerge as like a great player because there's going to be so many options there. But I do think. So to me, again, if we're talking the equation, you guys hit on this, the equation of great. I don't know if Jim has the upside of some of those dudes, but I will say being polished is its own type of trait. Right. Being B plus B to B plus at everything is a really valuable thing. Right. He's, he's fast out of burner. He's a good route runner, good hands, good toughness, good teammate. He's going to understand the playbook. He's going to be reliable. He's stayed healthy. He does a lot of things pretty well. And that type of rounded receiver can have a pretty big upside. I would also point out how would Bryson Green have looked at it in our offense last year and how would Chimray might have, or even Skylar Bell might have looked in an Oklahoma State offense where they play lesser defenses at a much better quarterback and a much better passing game. We might be looking at those guys as a Bryson Green type because they would have put up better numbers for sure. So I do think Chim gets lost a little in the shuffle, but I do agree also with the point that you've made that his upside just because of physical tools, Justin, and this is where you were going is not CJ Williams. He just doesn't have those type of physical tools, mm-hmm. but, but he has proven real- it on the field.
1: You're right about that. And given the offense that we had last year and the quarterback that we had, the yeah. fact that he did have the production that he'd had, I mean, and, and now, you know, he's not necessarily going to be going up against the top corner every week, right. Depending on who else shows up. I mean, he could have some better assignments and yeah, he, he could have a big year. And I, and I, He's been a great player for us. He's someone that I appreciate and without him, we don't know who knows where our receiving core would be. So, good on him. But yeah, it's a good point, Ryan. I think you're it's probably a little bit of a
2: selling him a bit short. I don't think it's selling him short because I don't look for him to have a bad season. I think that he's going to put up solid numbers. I think we're just looking at it and I think if there's a guy who I'm going to look at to make a play in a big moment, I just don't think that he's that guy. Like he's had opportunities to do that previously and he's pretty much one of he is what he is. Like, you don't – there hasn't been a game where we've been in a big moment where we had to have a play where any of our receivers have made a huge play and we're just like, wow, where did that come from? That's crazy. You know, we've seen some of that with Bryson Green make a catch, throw a guy off his back and run 60 yards for a touchdown for Oklahoma State. C.J. Williams, it's – you haven't had a chance to really see it with him, but we've seen some of the tools that are there for that type of play. And same thing with Pauling. Um, and that's that's what I need to see from him. Like if DK starts showing some of that stuff or he starts breaking off big plays where it's not there and he throws somebody off or does whatever to, to kind of break it, then 100%, I, I would say that he's capable of being that guy.
1: So Ryan and I talked about this before we, we got on this today was about the fact that none of our lists list any D linemen, right? So if you have to put someone, if you have to pick someone on that line, that is going to elevate to the great category. Who are you picking, Justin? Any thoughts? It just can't. Uh, be I, we're uh,
0: talking this year, not yeah. three years. Yeah, into this,
1: year, this year.
2: I would say it's bowlers because I think they're going to use them effectively for the most part as a, a rush lineman. Mm-hmm. He's going. He's going to be an, out there as an outside linebacker, but he's going to be probably rushing. I would say seventy-five percent of the time. And I think he has the most projectable skill set for that to be disruptive and to be a guy who causes problems. Varner, yeah, is another one. We have the comment that came up that says from Mike D, Varner will break out year if healthy. It's possible. I need to see it at this level. Like there's some tools there, but we need to see him do it against a good offensive line at the power five level. And if he can do it, then yeah, he could be a, a difference maker for us. I'm going to go with Petrowski because he's done it. Uh,
1: you know, he's shown that he can. And, and I think that that's a guy who could have a really breakout year. And I'm going to go a little on a limb here. And I hope, I hope, I think by the end of this season, we could be talking about Jamel Howard, making an impact mm-hmm. as a freshman. And where are we calling him great? And I know that's a stretch guys. He's a recruit. I get it. I think but we'll see. for sure, The physical tools that he brings, the size, that ability to shore up the inside line, he could be a guy that we're talking about six, seven, eight games into the season as wow, right? And yeah, yeah. Chell put it up there, Jamel Howard. So let's not sleep on him either as
0: a D line potential. Yeah. He's a guy, if, if for the everydayers that watch this show all the time, I was when he committed and he was the lowest ranked prospect Wisconsin and Paul Chris had. I said, This is the sleeper. This guy's a stud. Huge get. And then as he built recruiting momentum, we had Brian Smith on that talked about how badly Miami, the Hurricanes tried to get in on Jamel Howard. Michigan wanted him that was you wanted him this is a he's a blue chip defensive line prospect and we don't get those i that being said i don't think he's going to be quite ready this year i i love the, the get though to me it's varner um justin you're right he has to prove it but i mean so does tj bowler yeah, so does yeah. uh but i don't know feels like a tweener like i don't know if they're gonna pl- where they're gonna play him fully if we're talking defensive line he, he's it's fun. hard to take, take any I'm sorry not to cut you off. I was going to oh. say it's
2: hard to take anything away from spring because he was coming back from mono. We have no clue what type of physical conditioning he was in by the end of the camp. So it's like whatever we saw from him in the spring game and everything, it's like he could be a completely different player by the time fall camp hits.
0: Rajiv, I want to give you this question here because you are the the resident Skyler Bell stan. Yes. Uh, Tim says, I have no idea what Bell has done to make people so high on him. I've yet to see anything impressive. Feel free to respond to Tim one way or the other.
1: Look, I mean, he's I think I, it's, yeah, 100%. Like, he is very, very explosive. He's a guy, he's a vertical threat. He can absolutely, I think he's got good hands. I understand that he's got a lot more to prove, and I'm not suggesting that he doesn't. But and coming out of last season, he was the guy that I felt like I was most excited about on the team. I bought, them, I bought the guy's NIL jersey. I'm all about it. Um, I feel like he's got this potential. He has NFL potential in my opinion. Now I'm not saying he's going to get there. And I think obviously seeing what's happened in the spring this year, he's fallen to the second team. He's behind uh, Pauling, but the guy is just, when I look at receivers that this school has had over the last, let's say five to seven years, we, we haven't seen guys that have this elite ability to excel. And I feel like bell shows that bell's that guy that if he takes the right steps, And he has a proper quarterback throwing in the ball. He's going to be able to do things that other guys can't do. I think you saw hints of that last year. I'm not suggesting um, that that this guy is um, incredible, but he has the skill set to get there. I expect him to get there. I'm a little bit disappointed in how he's kind of fallen down the depth chart a little bit. I was hoping that he would be on that one line still, but I'm okay with that because competition breeds excellence. So, but yeah, listen, Bell has so much explosiveness and he's got really good speed. He's got really good hands. He has a great career in front of him. I I still believe that. Just because Pauling is, is coming in ahead of him right now doesn't mean he's not going to have a big year. And even though he technically is on that two line, we're going to see a lot of four wide sets, five wide sets. He's going to be in there a lot. He's going to get a lot of reps. Uh, but yeah, I love Bile. I still do. And that's not changing.
0: Let's Let's finish on this here because we're at uh, about 30 minutes. We're going to wrap can, it up.
2: Can I Can I give like two two sentences quick on Bell? Yeah, two cents. So so I take a look at him. And the, the one thing I'll say from this last season, I think there's a lot of physical tools there with him. I think his hands were a little inconsistent this last year. I think he's capable of making tough catches, which means it's more of a concentration thing with him. So if he can lock that in, I do think that he has a pretty high ceiling. It's just he has to achieve that and he has to be consistent. And if he does that, he's got a chance to be a really good player.
0: Let's wrap it up here. Let's let's do one more comment here. Jay Daly says, Rajiv wearing the worst sweater in the NHL. Stick with the Spurs shirts. Going
1: um, to the Stanley Cup final, Jay. Going to Stanley Cup final.
0: Jay bringing the heat. Um, let's all go around the horn. Pick one out of the... Somewhere out of the nowhere player, some player that could jump up and go into this list of five great players at the end of the year, some wild card player. And I'll start here. I got, I got two that come to mind that we haven't talked about once Ricardo Hallman, oh, who I think I was just going to say, he, that's really, really what showed out. he had an, a great spring. We know he has some physical tools and my other one would be cam large as both large is a little bit more out there. I don't know how much he'll get used, but I think he has the NFL type of prototype size and athleticism. I think Longo loves him. We've seen that clip right of Longo telling him you're going to be great in this offense. So holman and large do you guys have anybody else that's kind of out of nowhere that could jump into this list i, mean, jason, I was gonna sorry go ahead jason matry
1: oh man Ooh, we took my second one now. One. <laughs> i was i was gonna say holman and then i was gonna say matry <laughs>
2: i think he's gonna be really good in the slot i agree
1: yeah i mean uh, i agree i 100 percent. i think holman holman i almost actually wrote him down earlier as someone who i felt like he could, you know, he he's looked really good. Obviously, he looked fantastic in the spring game. So, yeah, very all the good guy that I feel like could could do really well. Let's also let's also put Jordan Turner up there, too. He's the guy that I've talked a lot about. I love our middle linebackers. I think he's all like, – those two guys in the middle can really make Is – they're going to wreak havoc a lot this year. Uh, so, I'm going to put Turner up there as well.
0: Uh, Zach Parts says Jack Pugh. That's who actually I meant to say. I said Cam Lodge. I meant Jack Pugh. Sorry about cool. that. Um, It is 11.43 Eastern time. But, yes, Jack Pugh for sure. Um, And Nick Flav says, Ricardo Holman, 100 tackles, 10 picks, 25 pass breakups. You heard it here first. Let's go. Um, We're going to wrap it up there. Justin, Rajiv, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Really do appreciate it, as always. And, again, it is still officially Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. So have a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in on Wisconsin. And let's do it again tomorrow.